Strong Dads wants to thank Quality Automart for joining us as a sponsor. Quality Automart was born in 1985. They are owned and operated by Mark and Nancy Repke. Quality Automart provides all the services, repairs, and maintenance for your vehicle's needs with a three-year auto parts and labor warranty. They offer complimentary vehicle safety inspection and estimates. Also, they offer a shuttle service and the fourth oil change is always on them. They are located at 7307 on State Road 46 in Batesville, Indiana. Make sure you give them a call at 812-934-2301. Welcome to Strong Dads. This is Merle Hutchinson being razzed to death by my partner, Kyle Crawford. But we are going to bring you another great show. Another Just go ahead. Tell them why you are <laughs> laughing your tail off at well, me at my expense. You know, before before as, as soon as we're like trying to link all, all the audio and the visual and all that stuff up together, we have to do the nice big clap, right? So just yeah. like they do in Hollywood, right? <laughs> they do their, their little their little you know the, the pack, clapper, the, yeah, the clapper thing. So Merle comes and does a freaking golf clap. <laughs> I'm like, what? Is, what are you doing? And then he tells me it hurt. It, it hurt. Hurts. <laughs> so anyways so i'll be the i'll, I'll carry the man load here uh, I'll, I'll be the man I'm, i got arthritis in my hands it hurts Jeez when you clap up. hard <laughs> good night oh well i hope uh the rest of the show goes better than the first 30 seconds went <laughs> uh we want to welcome all you guys to uh strong dads and so we are doing our third show in our four-part series of how uh, evil through Satan and how we get attacked by Satan. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we've talked about uh, physical health. We yeah. talked about money last week and talked about how we try to buy our way into being more, um, I guess, stable and adjusted. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to actually talk about how Satan uses relationships mm how he uses relationships to actually turn us against God. Mm. And, um, you know, this is a a strong word, but occasionally you hear people say, I hate that person. Mm. And that whole idea of hating, or maybe I'll soft code it and say, well, I just really don't like that person, you know? And again, this is, we're we're not going to try to be um, holier than thou. Like we should um, always um, love everybody. Right. We should, but we know how hard that is, yep. and so we're going to talk about well, how does Satan then turn that against us? Yep. And um, lots of things can happen in terms of our moods and how we treat people and how we go about life. So we're going to get into all that. So anyway, how are you doing in your relationships? <laughs> uh, they're they're they're. Good. I mean, this one here is kind of fractured <laughs> right now. Let me tell you. Uh, yes. you anyone you. <laughs> You can go ahead and apply for the backup um, Strong Dads <laughs> yeah, co-host. Well, I, 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 yeah. There's going to be some auditions here to see who can clap. Is all we got to do is clap. If you can clap, you have a place. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I think as we continue this series, man, I, last week the, the idea of money, you know, that, that's, a, that's a one. Just looking at just um, kind of when I was listening back to the show, it's one of those that it's, it's, it's so – um, I don't know that it's that very saturated, right? The market mm. of, of people talking about this idea of money and, and how evil money is. And, and, 
and you know, if you guys go back and listen to that show, if you get an opportunity, I really recommend it because, man, I think we took a different approach to it. And I hope today, you know, this idea when it comes to Satan, how he's attacking our relationships, man, our relationships and what we have with other people, um, for sure, I would say is something that that Christ wants in your life. You know, he he kind of has has mm. really defined relationships and what they're supposed to look like. As we're going to get into this show, and man, if if any of you guys out there, um, I, there's there's can't be anybody at least in this country that hasn't experienced or knows somebody else or is related to someone that has gone through a divorce and what that fracture relationship and what that looks like. Man, there, there's no denying that that is something that Satan is going to try and grab a hold of because, you know, the human aspect of it, you know, as a follower of Christ, the importance of our relationship, obviously Satan is going to try and use that against us. Oh man, Satan lives in the separation of humans, right? Like he wants to divide us and there's a reason for that. Um, And so we're going to get into some of those reasons, but this is going to, our show today is going to be everything about the marriage relationship, but also to work relationship, parent-child relationship. Um, So, you know, tune in with this because I think when you really start to boil it down, it doesn't have to be this complicated. Yeah. And there are things that you can do uh, to to really understand where you could be the problem in this. All yeah. right. And again, we're all the problem in it. Um, but there's some simple things you can do without um, really changing who you are. Sure. Yeah, so before we jump uh, to the rest of the show, let's uh, thank our sponsors. Uh, Strong Days, we would love to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions. Uh, man, I just drove by there again today uh, as the, the, the pass-through from my parents' house to, to get over here. Man, they got they got so much awesome stuff going on there. They got an unbelievable facility. Check them out. Let them know that the Strong Days podcast sent you up there. Uh, really do appreciate Casey's Outdoor Solutions for coming alongside of us. Yeah, I also want to thank Quality Auto Mart for sponsoring the Strong Days podcast. Uh, so for all of your automotive needs for cars, repairs, uh, uh, anything that you need in that line, talk to Mark and Nancy Repke out at Quality Auto Mart. It's located outside of Batesville, Indiana on Route 46. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about, um, well, let's try to form like why we get into trouble mm-hmm. in relationships, okay? Um, if if relationships were easy, everybody would be doing them, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, remember sometime back I talked about, I made this statement that, humans are the only organism that can deny the existence of God Mm. that can, um, just say, I don't really believe in God. Uh, Mm. You can, but I'm not going to, we can make an active choice to say, no, I don't buy that. Yeah. Okay. Are are, are we the only being that also can accept God? Um, yeah. As far as a choice goes, Yeah. you're talking about the free will, right? Yeah. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, all of these other things in nature work in this level of harmony because they're in God's will. And even if you see, like, two bucks out and they're marking territory and they're they're uh, butting heads with each other, that's still within God's nature, mm. okay? That all works out, even though it might look a little violent on our side to right. see that, that they are there working in God's nature. Um and it doesn't mean that you won't see bad things going on in nature, but what I'm saying in terms of relationship, I have an active role in how I'm going to choose how to interact with other people, okay? And and so the breakdown comes when essentially I, even at some level, maybe I don't 100% deny God, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you almost never do a hundred percent anything, right? <laughs> you always want to keep one foot in the door right? Right. Uh, a little bit, like just to hedge your bet, but maybe a little bit, I'm going to say, yeah, you know, I believe in this God thing, but um, I'm still going to do things my way. Mm. I'm still going to do things the way I want to do them. Mm. All right. And let's just say that I do that. And let's say you do that as well. Hmm. All right. Now the two of us are going to start to push against each other when there's any level of conflict between us getting our way. Okay. And so that's where the tension starts to rise when we're choosing something other than God's way. Mm. All right. So there's a word for that. (laughs) Remember the word for that? (laughs) Yeah. Selfishness. I was going to say, I was going to say Mia. Uh, No. That that would be your daughter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, it's, it's that selfishness. Yeah. And the selfishness is what really is at the heart. I I tell people from the get go, and this is, this always rubs people wrong because nobody wants to be accused of being selfish when Mm -hmm. all of us are. Okay. Um, But there's only one reason for a divorce, Mm -hmm. there's only one reason. And it is selfishness. Now, sometimes we have two people that are selfish. Sure. And so that's just an ongoing battle mm-hmm. back and forth of who's going to get their way. Sometimes you have a person who's extremely giving to the point where they're not selfish. I mean, they're laying their life on the line for this other person, but the other person is a constant taker, mm. right? And they just keep taking and taking from the other uh, person. And so that's a selfishness. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean that both people are being selfish, but typically there's a level of selfishness on both sides. Right, which I, I think plays right into this idea, you know, that similar to what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, this idea that that I, I truly do believe that relationship is a total God thing, that God wants relationships for us. He mm. put us on this earth to be in relationship with each other. And, and just what you're saying, Merle, this idea when selfishness creeps in there, which it does for all of us, that's when that's when there's that, that conflict. You know, that, that's when that's when Satan is doing it. He knows that if he can continue to ha- have us play that pond essentially for ourselves to allow, allow selfishness to come into our relationships, that pond and that ability for Satan to kind of put that divine in our relationships, because you're not going to mesh really well with somebody when when you're being really selfish and I don't want to be around it, even if even if whatever circumstance I'm I particularly may not be you know selfish. If there's if one of the two parties is being that selfish, there's going to be that conflict. There's going to mm-hmm. be that divine in the two. You know, they're going to be kind of that wedge that's kind of put in the two. And so I just think it's it, it's it's it is a great point and a great place to start to know that that all relationships are are something that God wants for us. But the problem is, is when we kind of say, hey, God, I, can, I, I think I can figure this out by myself. I don't really need you. And I, we take him kind of out of, that, out of that place of being the center point of our relationships. And we say, we're going to do this our, our way. We're going to do it the way we want, kind of that bringing our selfish nature back into it. Satan knows that, that is a, that's a, a golden ticket for him. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't want to say that we're going to show people how to get around this because it's already been shown to us. Right. But what we're going to try to do today is put a little light on who showed us how to get through this turmoil, how mm-hmm. this, this tension can be broken down. In, in a perfect world, right, we would all be in God's nature. We would mm-hmm. be abiding by how God basically wants us to interact, okay? But that's really distant from us because I'm in self-preservation mode. I'm going to take care of me. Yeah. And so that is why, and this is our, our answer, that is why we better understand 
the importance of Christ. Mm. Uh, there are people out there that could say, well, you know, I believe in a superior being, I believe in God, but um, I don't know, you know, I don't know that I believe in Jesus, or maybe he was just a good teacher or something. And that is not enough. In John uh, fourteen six, basically Christ says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through me. Yeah. And that sounds so narrow and so focused down to only, oh, this is uh, one way or no way. But the reason is because Christ is the one who's mm. going to demonstrate what God's nature is in relationships. So the bottom line answer is, well, then I need to figure out what Christ is doing in relationships, mm. in relationships, so that I can be in God's nature. Yep. And, and when we do this, like, you will begin to see the problems of friction and breakdown and divorce and separation begin to go away, mm. because that doesn't happen with Christ, yep. okay? And, and well, you know, before we go any further, I just want to, you know, and again, hopefully you guys are following this and, and kind of see where we're coming from. Just because you are a, a, you know, you follow Christ, or just because there's two people, your 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 spouse, you both love Jesus, does not mean that divorce is not a potential, right? Right. I, I mean, you know, as we're going to get into this, I, I I just don't, you know, it, it's a, it's kind of that cliche that things people will say, oh, now that I'm following Jesus, my my life is hunky dory and everything's right. great. And, and just because you know you have decided that you're going to follow Christ and your relationship is going to be founded on those on those principles, does not mean there's not going to be turmoil and there's not going to you know say. Satan is always going to be continuing to try and put that wedge in that relationship. It doesn't matter how strong of a believer in Christ you are oh, yeah. or how distant from Christ you are. Satan knows the tools he can use. So I, I just want to, you know, before we kind of jump into the rest of this, I just want to make sure everyone's kind of on the same page that we're not saying that following Christ is the way in which Satan will never try and distract you because that is not true. No, because you always have your free will. You, I mean, yes. we don't lose that. And that's why the rate of divorce among Christians is just a, a couple fraction points below the secular world, mm. which is a little disappointing, yeah. but it it makes us understand nobody's better, right? Yeah. We're all fallen, but how are there ways that we can get even better? And the way is through Christ. Mm. It, it's no other way. It's, it's through Christ, right? And so what we want to talk about, this is an article that was written by uh, New Spring Church, and it's called What Jesus Really Said About Relationships. And so I just want to give credit where credit's due, that there, there's just some fine points here that if we understand how um, the mode of operation of Jesus and how he was representing God mm -hmm. and how we are to try to uh, be more in step with him, watch what happens to relationships, okay? So the, the very first thing is, um, as you said, Jesus wants us to be in relationship. Mm. And in Matthew 18, 20, he basically says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. I mean, God's presence is it can be there. The Holy Spirit can be there, mm. okay? But it is up to us as to whether, it's our choice as to whether we are going to do things well in God's nature or we are going to yeah. do them in our nature. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that's really good, man. I, I just think um, th this kind of speaks to this idea that, man, we, we, we talk a lot about not doing life alone. 
that that especially being a dad it, it is very difficult you know we're, we're on the obviously strong dads here we believe that it takes a lot of people to help raise your kids and, and man those are people you should be in a relationship with those are people mm. that you should entrust to you know man i i have my brother my sister and both of their spouses we kind of have you know we, we have the ability to speak into each other's lives we, we're, we're doing life together i talk all the time about the small group that i have man that is something that without that I, you know th these guys hold me accountable when i when i have you know my gripes and complaints and and struggles going on i go to these guys these are the guys that i entrust with with you know stuff going on in my life and it is totally a god thing because man this relationship that well perfect example my relationship with jenny the number one thing I have in common with, with Jenny is my relationship with Christ. Right. Like, like outside of that, it's like my kids, and then she doesn't really like sports. There's really not a whole <laughs> lot there. So, man, I, I just think that that God wants us to be in a relationship, and it's so mm -hmm. very clear when you are in a relationship with people how fulfilled you can be. You can you kind of become because of those relationships. Yeah, and then so once we're in that, like we accept somebody in, and we want to do a relationship with them, then there's this this thing this rule so to speak but it's just god's it's a law of nature mm -hmm. right that god gives us and it's in matthew 22 um, 34 through 40 and i do want to read all this because this is kind of a wow commandment all right mm -hmm. uh, the commandment of commandments okay but when the pharisees heard that he had silenced the sadducees they gathered together and one of them a lawyer asked him a question to test him teacher which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and the first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. I think, I mean, you got to think about really what is just being said there. All right. Like we are called to love, mm. all right, everyone, um, our neighbor, all right. We are called, and and we have to define what that love means. And so, in this case, this is a, um, this is agape love. This is sacrificial love. In other words, you're willing to serve, all right. This is a service love. You're willing mm. to serve other people, and uh, this is not a romantic love, all right. It's nothing along that line. It is a service love. Mm. Yeah, th this idea that you know th it's a command, um, you know, and, and again in this article, uh, you know that that new New Spring Church put out, they 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 put it this way that 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 Jesus said love is non-negotiable. Man, I love this. This is something um, that I have found um, is so beneficial in my marriage, um, and and this is beneficial as long as both people believe this. If only one person believes that that, that love is non-negotiable, then that's where that selfishness kind of creeps back in that we we're talking about before. But this is a non-negotiable for Jenny and I. Again, love love requires a lot of work, right? As, as anybody that's been married for any length of time knows mm -hmm. that that love it, it, it takes a lot of work. But this idea to know that even in Jenny and I's disagreements, even in the times where we're not eye to eye, even in the times when we disagree about how to parent, you know, our girls, the love that we have for each other is non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. And it is so powerful to go into and, and to be in, in a, in a midst of, of a little bit of friction in a marriage and knowing that that love is still non-negotiable, that it is going to be there. And I think when you have that mindset, again, not saying that divorce is not an option because 
it always is there, right? But to have that pact and to have that that promise that Jenny and I made to each other that we actually believe that our love for one another, yes, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of effort to to ensure that we continue to work on it. Mm-hmm. But it's non-negotiable. That love is going to be there. Yeah, let's compare it just for a second, Kyle. With, um, so I think people get all bogged down by um, the. Um, all-encompassing love like you're it's perfect love like Mm. you never make a mistake in that and i would almost compare it more to like baseball okay if i'm gonna be up at the bat or up at the plate and i'm batting what's a good batting average (laughs) for the mlb they're like high threes that that would be a fantastic batting average right yeah an average bat uh, at bat average is somewhere probably around the 250s to 270s would be an average mid to high twos yeah yeah okay and so you think about really what that means i mean if i'm batting 300 i mean that means that you know two-thirds of the time i'm falling short Mm. two-thirds of the time i'm not hitting the ball okay but Think about what that means to a batter. When he goes up to the plate, he always goes to the plate with the greatest intention, even yeah. though he's going to not do well 66% of the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the idea here is true 100% perfect love is not attainable by us. All right. Mm-hmm. It's just like hitting the ball out of the park every single time I get up at the plate. All right. And so human life is, is, is encompassed with error, with mm. failure, but it's what makes us um, come together and have to pull each other together. We have to be in life. If I was perfect, I wouldn't need anybody else, right? Yeah. That's what God is perfect. He doesn't need anyone. He desires, okay? Yeah. And so I, I think it's real important that we don't get into this great beatdown uh, about, well, I'll never be perfect enough. No, like, let's just let's just look at it like baseball. Let's look at it like golf. Good Lord. Okay. You know, like I can't even get close to par. Okay. I I mean, life is made of these failures, these drop balls, these fumbles. And the idea here of us getting beat up by them is not where we want to get stuck. Instead, we want to get into the intention. What is your intention? And so the the batter does not go up to the plate with, well, I'm probably going to, there's 66% chance that I'm going to not contribute to the winning right now okay that's not how he goes up to the plate he goes up with man this is my opportunity to go big okay i want to add to the quality so i think it's important that we wrap our head around that yep man this next thing i think is so cool that that we 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 as believers in christ we believe that god designed love that this is totally a god thing that this idea of loving other people is totally a god thing and then on top of that not only god didn't just stop by in creating love then he gave us this he gave us this person that role modeled it and gave us the ability to actually look at christ and who christ is and the way in which he lived his life and loved other people and he gave us that as a role model for us to hopefully emulate that and try and you know achieve something that looks remotely close to something in the way in which christ loved other people uh you, you had talked about it before, this idea of servant, like just serving other people is a great mm-hmm. way to love. Man, if there was ever a depiction of someone who role modeled what servant leadership and servant love looked like, it would have to be Christ. Yep. I mean, golly, the, 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 the man cleaned the feet of his disciples, something that was reserved for, for slaves. Like he did this to show his true love and what his purpose was 
you know, being there to serve the people that were around him. He's hanging from the cross. Yes. And so he has every reason to be human like you and I and curse and spit and be angry and hurt. And he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Mm. So, so he, I mean, again, this is really difficult, but what we're trying to do is I'm, I'm going to shoot for that understanding because what Christ was doing right there was these people don't even understand their intentions. Mm. They don't even understand in, in their intentions in terms of how they are aligned or um, unaligned with God. They don't even know what they don't know. Okay, and that's why he's asking for God to forgive them. And so, yeah. what if we approached relationships one with the love, mm. right, that unconditional love, but two, when we do get stepped on, because now we know we are going to get stepped on, all mm-hmm. right, 66% of the time if we're <laughs> playing baseball, all, all right, right. We, we're going to get stepped on. But what if I looked at it as, you know, I don't know that I need to take this as personally. Because these people really don't know. This person doesn't really know what they're doing and how they're approaching me. Mm. They don't understand how God's asking them. Mm. All right? Yeah. And, and I just, uh, because I'm gu- as guilty as anyone, that I right away assume that somebody's out to disrupt me when maybe they're not. Mm. Yeah. So so what th- th- this next one, we're, uh, we're looking at this idea that, that you know, again, coming from this article, um, that Jesus redefined the family. Can you kind of, uh, do, you know, kind of what your thoughts were as, as you were reading that article? Yeah. So the idea here is um, the who is our family, right? And we, we think of biological family. And so you mentioned earlier, you have your siblings and and mom and dad and stuff, and everybody comes together and and you kind of have each other's back. Well, the family here is the community of believers, Mm. okay? It is the community of believers. And so that idea here is my brothers and sisters in Christ. And the reason it's in Christ is because we have to be adopted. We have to put ourselves up for adoption, Mm. and, and we adopt ourself into because it's offered to us christ says here you know you can have this it's a free gift yes this adoption and so once we are into this now you and i are brothers through christ Mm. okay so sometimes you'll see that at the end of a letter somebody says hey you know uh, they write the letter and they say hey brothers in christ Mm. okay so that's our family is so much bigger when we are all adopted through Christ. Yep, I love that. You know, Merle, this uh, one of the other ones as we were looking through, just again, um, you know, so, some of these different ways, um, you know, kind of Christ, uh, you know, shows us what relationships look like. Um, man, th- this one, this is something that Jenny and I, we we really love doing, and that is that you know, if we were to look at Christ and what He did, Jesus shared meals with people. Mm. And this is something that we love doing. We love having people over. In fact, as soon as I leave here, I get to go cook a meal because we're having people over tonight. Um, it's something that we thoroughly enjoy doing, have people sit around. the. To me, in the fire world, sitting around the kitchen table is one of my absolute favorite parts of my job. I love sitting around the kitchen table, sharing relationships, doing relationships with these guys that I get to do. You know, Every third day I show up and, and, and work with these guys. But man, sitting around the, the the kitchen table to me is so incredibly impactful. I know that you and Linda have talked a lot on your show about this idea of eating, you know, a meal together mm-hmm. as a family, and the statistics would prove that that is of great benefit to our kids. And man, I just think sitting around a kitchen table, sharing a meal together, 
Christ, Christ showed us and, and gave us that role model of what that can do and, and really building the relationships with the people around you and how important and impactful that is. And I think this is a, the, the, if the, I mean, Satan knows the, how significant, how important that is to share a meal with your family. So he's going to throw interruptions in there. He's going to mm-hmm. throw, you know, you, you have soccer practice, you have volleyball today, you have basketball, and he's going to throw all these distractions to try and keep us from sitting around that kitchen table and sharing and doing life together. Man, it is a great time at the end of every day when the girls get home from school, we sit at the kitchen table and, and, and you know we have a meal together and we just talk about what went on for the day and we get to laugh and cut up and, and the girls get to be themselves. But man, I think this idea of Jesus sharing a meal with people and he wants us to do the same, it is a huge, huge part of having a relationship with people. Think about what happens. Think about the phrase, um, we need to break bread together. Yes. The idea of that phrase is used when there are two people who have been at odds with each other, mm. some tension, disagreement, whatever, and they finally said, hey, we need to break bread. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Well, breaking bread, so think about it the other way. Have you ever been so anxious or nervous or upset that you couldn't eat? Mm. Okay. I, um, <laughs> I think of a time when I'd be in trouble as a little kid and I knew I was going to get swatted <laughs> after dinner and my dad would just be kind of looking at me all through dinner. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of food going down me. I was a little bit too nervous. And so yeah. it's like, Hey dad, do you want to break bread, dude? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little too nervous right now to eat this. <laughs> so when we are asking to, for the body to function well and to be able to eat, you have to have a sense of calm. And so food is a vehicle that allows that calmness to take place, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, um, having meals together, that's why people like to go out for dinner. And that's not anything new, right? That's thousands of years old, families inviting other families over and breaking bread together. So I think it's a huge part that Christ demonstrated as he fed 5,000 people. And, yep. and it it's, brings down the biology of people in terms of it allows them to become more comfortable and relaxed. Mm. And then they can actually open up with each other. So I think breaking bread is huge. Yep. Yeah, Merle, d- dive into this next one. You had kind of a cool, um, you know, you, as you read this idea, um, you, you had kind of referred it back to a, a, a scripture. You kind of want to explain that a little bit? So Jesus emphasized um, individuals over task. And so in relationships, we often get bogged down by what are you doing, the task. Um, the guys at work, is everybody pulling their load? Mm. Um, the people in the house, is everybody carrying their weight? All right. Um, have you accomplished something? Are you serving in this way or that way? And so we get very task oriented. And one reason is because tasks, especially for us men, are measurable. I can check the box. Yep, got that done. Okay. I can look at numbers. I can make produce. So the idea here is we can easily get fed and our, our selfish self. Look how much I did, mm. okay? And Christ comes in, and he's like, listen, you know what? I'm asking you to do all those things. I want you to do all those things. But above all else, I want you to value people, not your task. And so one of the great scriptures that illustrates this is um, in Luke 10, 38 through 42, where basically Jesus comes to visit uh, Martha and Mary, and um, Mary sits down with Jesus at the table, and they're talking and mm. just enjoying the company of each other. And Martha is over, I guess I'll call it the kitchen or whatever, and she's you know, getting things ready and tidying up the house and doing all this, and Martha gets mad. Mm. And Jesus is like, 
Martha, what's wrong? What's going on? And Christ, can't you see that I'm doing all this work? And she's just over there sitting with you. Mm -hmm. And he basically rebukes her and is like, you know, the relationship's far more important than all that busyness that you Mm -hmm. do. And so think about this when we are occupied, overly occupied by work. We're workaholics. You know, we have to stay busy. We're always in the task. And we're we're not trying to say that the task isn't important, but the task is often more about us Mm. proving our worth rather than about being in a relationship with people. Yep. So good, man. I I hope that that kind of, uh, man, that's, uh, I think as men, um, naturally, I think we were made to work. And I think that just speaks into the idea that the task or the work that you're doing should never trump or never come above you know, your, your time with your wife or your time with your kids or the other relationships you have. I think it just really just kind of emphasizes this idea that our relationships are going to be, should take priority, you know, over, over the task or, or over the job that we're trying to do. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let, let's kind of start to wrap this up. So we, we talked about how Satan uses relationships to break us down, to hurt us. All right. And, and we talked about how that happens and how we both get, or how both people in the relationship sort of get trapped by their own desires, mm-hmm. and they think their way is the right way, uh, their interest is the right interest. And what we're talking about here is just stepping back and saying, how would I be as Christ is here? How mm-hmm. would I do this relationship? If I'm in a relationship with somebody and it's not going well, all right? So um, I've done this a number of times, and i I, I tell you, like, it's not always easy to do this, but I've had maybe some conflict with someone and finally, you know, we reached out depending on who initiated it, and just said, Hey, uh, let's meet for breakfast. Let's break some bread. Let's break bread because, you know, we're, we really need to strive to, to bridge the gap, mm-hmm. to die to ourselves in these relationships if we're going to be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And so part of our challenge here this week is, who do you need to bridge the gap with? Mm-hmm. Who do you need to surrender to um, and put yourself back in your seat because you're not on the throne? And so I w- if you have relationships um, that are broken, what can you do mm-hmm. to be more Christ-like to start mending them? Yep. I love it. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope you guys got something out of this show. Again, just kind of a, a part of our series. If you haven't uh, listened or, or watched our, our first two, we really encourage you to go back there and listen to those. Um, I think these kind of intertwine, and they really, uh, again, these aren't the only exclusive ways that Satan can kind of attack us, but these are, you know, the, kind of the, we, we've dug into three of them so far. These are some of the ways in which that, that I think a lot of you guys out there are struggling with and, and kind of hopefully, I mean, not hopefully, but I'm sure you can you can definitely, you know, attest to how Satan is, is digging at these different, you know, parts of your life. So uh, I think it's been so far. It's been a pretty cool series. I'm, I'm excited about it. Excited to uh, hopefully hear some of your guys' comments out there as you guys continue to listen to our shows. Keep sharing them. Keep listening. Um, you know, we, we're, we're putting shows out there. Hopefully that that are meaningful and impactful to you guys as dads and as men out there. Um, so really appreciate you guys keep listening to us. Yeah. Next week we will take on the probably the single divider, <laughs> and that is self righteousness, mm. which. It, it comes into play with what we did today with relationships, but self-righteousness will, will come across the board in all of these areas, and, and so we're going to talk more about that. All right, so again, we want to thank you guys. Did you thank our sponsors? I have not. Man, you're sleeping again. Um, and, <laughs> he does a little golf clap. 
tap. That was a tap. <laughs> and we want to thank Quality Auto Mart and Casey's Outdoor Solutions for sponsoring Strong Dad's podcast. Also, if there's anything that we can do for you guys, reach out to us. You can get us at 812-576-7625. Appreciate any uh, input that you guys have, uh, any uh, ideas for topics or, or conversation. Uh, let us know. Love to entertain those and see what we can do to help out. Um, so sign us out. Love it. Hope you guys are uh, continuing to have a good week. Go out there and meet some strong dads. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Casey's offers a wide selection of plants, landscaping materials, home and garden decor, and gifts for every occasion. Casey's is committed to providing exceptional service, a unique shopping experience, and value to every customer. Stop in and see what makes Casey's so unique. Located at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, or call 812-537-3800. Let Casey's help you add beauty to your home.